What's going on, y'all? Of course, it is another Sunday, and you are inside the room with Brandon McGee, where, of course, we discuss politics, leadership, and culture. And y'all know, for the last month or months, I've discussed the importance of exercising your voice. I talked a lot about Black folks running for high office. Shout out to Wes Moore down there in Maryland, my fraternity brother. Uh, and others, of course, Stacey Abrams and Reverend Warnock, and the list goes on, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, but I'm so delighted that you took the time before you are going to church or y'all going to brunch. I told you some of y'all heathens, y'all do this brunching on Sunday. Y'all need to go to church. No, sir, no, sir. Um, but I told you that I would convene a group of my friends, uh, professionals in various spaces uh, to weigh in on the importance of casting your vote, the importance of this 2022 uh, midterm election that's happening throughout the country. And so uh, today's segment is going to be a little different. Um, yes, you'll hear some music in between, uh, but you're also going to hear from some amazing leaders doing some amazing work. Uh, so I don't want to say anything else but to jump into what we're calling ITR, Inside the Room, 2022 Midterm Election uh, Virtual Town Hall. And with me, um, we have uh, uh, Jenny Ray Clay, uh, Tyron Harris, uh, Jay Whitlow, and Kent Kenneth McCleary. And they're just going to jump in and they're going to talk a little bit about obviously who they are and who they represent. Uh, and then we're going to we're going to talk about it, y'all. Y'all know your boy, Yay. Some of y'all call him Kanye. Listen, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about abortion. We are going to talk about all of the black people running for uh, governor in many of the states across this country. Um, and we're going to talk about what's at stake from their perspective and why each of you, each of you need to cast your vote on November 8th, right? And then at the end, we'll share uh, some resources that will help you, um, you or your family members um, in terms of moving forward on November 8th. So I'm gonna kick it over to Jen, uh, Jenny. Jenny, go ahead and uh, jump in and let us know who you are. This is a powerhouse, y'all. Uh, give it up for Jenny. Go ahead. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you so much for inviting me. Hello, gentlemen. It is uh, good to be here. I just want to give you a little note. You said uh, you mentioned Westmore. My sister lives in Baltimore and she works for an exclusive catering event and event planning company. And she has been to Westmore's house and wow. has done events there. And she says that he is just an absolutely amazing person. Very kind. She loves his wife. So that's our little connection, six degrees. But but if you're going to shout her out, you got to make sure to shout out the business so the folks who are listening here on the official FUBU radio, they can go patronize there in Maryland. So what's the name of the business? It is called Copper Kitchen. Okay. Y'all go look it up. Yeah. For, it, folks it, who it, can't, it, look, for folks who can't spell, spell it for them, please, so they'll know. Who says I can spell? <laughs> C-O-O-P-E-R. Kitchen, K-I-T-C-H-E-N. I love it. Go ahead and tell us about you. Okay, so I am Jenny Ray Clay. Um, I am the president of the proud president of the Greater Waterbury NAACP. I am also a member of the uh, ACLU here in Connecticut, and I am the executive director of the Social Equity Council. And for those that don't know what the Social Equity Council is, it is the council that is responsible for evening the playing field for those folks who have been disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs in the adult use cannabis industry. And I say this little joke, my job is dope. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, let me kick it over to uh, Mr. Harris, Tyron Harris. Talk to us a little bit. Uh, good afternoon. Well, I say good morning. So uh, thank you for us. Uh, uh, I want to call you Brother McGee uh, for uh, having. We're not in the chapter meeting. I know, right? Not in the chapter meeting, uh, having me on your radio show this morning. But yes, I am Tyron Harris, a proud chairman of the East Hartford School Board. Also serve as the president of 
Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, Beta Sigma Lambda chapter, and of course, Vice President of the Beta Sigma Lambda Educational Foundation. Uh, so I wear many, many hats, but I am excited to be part of this conversation to talk about abortion. You know, one of my favorite artists, Kanye West, uh, and of course, the importance of voting and getting involved in politics. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to kick it over to Jamal. Jamal Whitlow, talk to us, man. Yo, what's going on, Brandon? Yo, appreciate you having me. Uh, definitely super excited to join you and the dynamic group of people you got on here today. Uh, you know, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> CEO, creative director of a company called Privilege. We focus on creating unique social experiences for small nonprofit organizations. Uh, we promote service and products and just really focus on now creating an ecosystem of just Black businesses and Black content uh, to put out there. And we're just elated to be a part of this conversation, um, having you know run for office myself and involved in other politics and things that go on in the city uh, and across the state. Like We're just happy to to be here and, and, and share enjoying this conversation with everybody else this morning. So I'm just looking forward to it. Welcome, welcome again. Uh, last but definitely not least, uh, Kenneth McClary. Thank you, uh, Brandon, um, for having me on inside uh, the room. Uh, and good morning to uh, your listening audience. Uh, I am uh, Kenneth McClary. I am on the Bloomfield Town Council. Um, Bloomfield is a suburban town uh, 15 minutes north of uh, the state capital of Connecticut, Hartford, um, where I chair the finance uh, committee. Uh, I look forward to uh, engaging in robust discussion uh, relative to getting out to vote this Tuesday, whether you are in battleground states like Ohio, uh, Wisconsin, Nevada, Florida, Val Demons down there. Um, obviously, we know our fraternity brother in Maryland, Westmore, his book is right over my shoulder. Um, <laughs> and our fraternity brother, uh, and uh, Atlanta and Stacey Abrams. Um, I look forward to also talking about abortion um, and how these elected officials and judges should keep their hands uh, and their um, thoughts to themselves relative to a woman's body. Uh, and I look forward to talking about one of my favorite artists also, unfortunately, Kanye's comments. So again, Brother McGee, I look forward to having a conversation uh, with you uh, and this distinguished uh, group of uh, folks. So again, um, I want to welcome each and every one of you uh, to Inside the Room. If you're just joining us, um, we have a dynamic group of people here um, on our first ever virtual town hall. Um, and I think it's it's timely and, and it's appropriate um, to sit. And y'all know, family, we sit at the table. Sometimes is with fried chicken, sometimes is with some libations, who knows? But in this case, uh, we are here uh, to talk about some important issues. Uh, so I wanna just, I wanna go back to where you you ended. Um, obviously you ended off with your favorite, favorite artist, Kanye West, but I wanna, I wanna back up a little bit. And I think one of the things that um, we've not talked about a great deal, at least at the level that I, I wish we would have, um, is Roe v. Wade, right? Um, Roe v. Wade uh, was overturned. Um, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade uh, a few months ago, uh, and y'all know that that was the start of a process of overturning rights in general. When you talk about voting rights, you talk about other rights and access, um, and and it and it worries me a great deal. Um, but it it appears that abortion is definitely on the ballot, right? Most folks um, who are elevating the issue are predominantly white women, um, people of color. We know. We have our own challenges when it comes to reproductive freedom. Um, one of the questions that I, I wanna kind of kick to the group and quite naturally, the black lady, the black female in the group today, um, how do we tackle this challenge of elevating our voices, the black women's voice on such an important topic or subject? of reproductive rights and freedom. Jenny? 
I think it is getting involved. It is speaking up. It is speaking loud. It is speaking proud. We have to be heard. We cannot sit back. We cannot stand back. We've got to get in our pockets and we have got to put up some money. We have got to talk to our sisters. We have got to talk to our brothers and we have got to make sure that we are out there, that we are voting, that we are taking our daughters. We are educating our daughters, educating our sons, you know, educating our politicians. A woman's body belongs to her. It does not belong to the Supreme Court. It does not belong to white men, other white women. Women should have the right to do what they want with their body. The most disgusting thing, I think, for me is the fact that people, the folks who are against um, abortion, who are pro-life, have no consideration for what the person, for what the woman, for what the child may be going through. If a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old is raped and you're going to force this child to be double traumatized by forcing them to have a child that they did not plan to have, that they didn't most likely don't want to have. Mm -hmm. And so they're expected to carry that pain with them for nine months and then make a decision on whether they're going to keep this child or give this child up for adoption. Will the hmm. family raise it? Well, you know, I mean, it is just, it, it just baffles me that anyone thinks that they have the right to make a decision. You know, I think animals have more rights now than, than women do. Oh, okay, hold on. We hold on, hold on, because we we on radio, so I know when we get in the family, we'll we'll keep going. So, <laughs> I, I, but you you you're bringing up you're bringing up some stuff, and I want to invite the brothers in the room. Um, I want to hear from your perspective because I got to tell you, someone who uh, such as myself, I've been so afforded great opportunities to be in some spaces um, where I I believed and still believe black women should been should be at the forefront of some of these conversations and in fact it's become more of a conversation centered around certain people but i want to hear from from the brothers in the room what what are your thoughts really quickly before we take a break on this whole conversation of reproductive freedom abortion roe v wade what's what's what y'all thinking i mean you don't have to jump in if you don't have anything but so I um I definitely agree uh that the women women deserve the right um to control their bodies, right? It is it is it is really truly their decision, right? On um in one aspect, just from being a guy, right? One aspect, and I look at when these decisions are made, not only do we have to vote so that we can get the things that we don't want, but like how do we prepare people, how do we prepare our young brothers and sisters to actually live and deal with the laws that have been passed, right? And so it, I, I am big on like being very proactive in situations. And so ensuring that we are educating young women about their bodies, about sex period, about their partners that they're mating with, the importance of like what sex is, right? Uh, between men and women and telling our young guys like, hey, we are in a situation now where it's what was it, reversible, like no longer you have a choice on that. So we have to be very cautious uh, with the decisions that we make. And I think in the black community, I think, we can afford to have healthy conversations about sex and what sex looks like between our young people because it's everywhere, right? Um, and I just think we we can we it's twofold, right? We are all we are always attacking policy, like we are always wanting to change policy. But while policy is in the place that it is, we have to do what we have to do to the mentality and the mindset of our own people and culture. We got to protect them, and we've got to really have these difficult conversations about the things that we are doing to protect ourselves, to even prevent being in those situations that can be prevented. Now, we're not talking about rape and incest because those things, you know, that's not your control. They, they have, you know, that is out of your control. But the things that we can't control, how do we make sure women are respecting their bodies and understand like, yo, this, we can no longer do this. How do we have a conversation with our boys and talk about the importance, the, the spiritual connection when it comes to having sex and like what that, the maturity mm -hmm. that you really need when it comes to having sex. Uh, and I feel like we, we can't neglect the education on the front end either uh, about this situation. So that's, you know, not to run into that rabbit hole, but. 
No, it, it, so, look, it would it wouldn't be Zoom if if somebody was talking on mute. So that's me. Right. right. So so go ahead, uh, Tyron. I know you wanted to say something. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I do. I see Kenny, but I think for me, the, the biggest thing that that really disturbs me is that you know the risk of and the concerns that I have that so many people are going to, so many women are going to die from unsafe, unsafe abortions, right? Because they're going to find other ways to abort the baby um, and just they're going to have nowhere to turn to and nowhere to go. Right? I remember growing up, you know, in the 90s, where you heard the horror stories of people, you know, having these abortions in the basements with a hanger and you hear these horrific stories. And I'm just afraid that, you know, people forget about those experiences. They forget about what that truly means. And I know I'm I'm someone that has been truly blessed, right? My parents had me at, you know, 15. They were a sophomore and senior in high school. And I know that, you know, abortion was an option, right? But if it wasn't for, you know, my grandparents saying, no, like, this is what we're going to do is the decision that we're going to make. But they had, to, but ultimately it was their choice to make. And they feel like this was the right choice to make. And I feel like we're, we're removing that option of choice um, from, from our women in our country. That's a good point. Kenneth, you want to weigh in on it? Or no? Yep. I just want to tie on to Tehran's choice. It's not only um, a choice, right? It is also going to impact the economic mobility of women, right? Uh, and their financial security, um, their freedom and their mobility, right? And so um, as a father of two young women, um, I don't think the men who are making the decision understand how it's going to put women, uh, particularly um, women of color, black and brown women, and low and middle income women um, in such a financial bind. And so um, it's so unfortunate uh, that, um, you know, the Republican Party, uh, post-1973 have been fighting so hard uh, to, to rid Roe, um, and they don't understand the economic impact uh, that it's going to have just not nationally, but a global um, impact from a financial standpoint. And so um, I would tell folks, right, it's so important tying it all back together to upcoming election um, right. on this Tuesday uh, that, right, it is very important that we get Mandela Bonds and we get Reverend Warnock and we get the, the senator from Ohio and we get the senator from um, uh, Gifford from Arizona elected, right, because we understand uh, the filibuster, right, and in order to memorialize and make sure that uh, the states, the individual states don't have the rights to determine um, what a woman does to their body, that we have get over that 60, um, that 60 mark threshold so that we can make sure that women have the ability to make the decisions for themselves as it relates to their public, their medical decisions, whether, you know, the pro-choice. And so, um, again, get out to vote because this election is very important um, so that um, you can have um, the economic mobility to make the decision for yourself and your family. Yeah. You know, everything you, you said, and thank you, uh, Jenny, for kicking it off and helping us um, understand the importance of a woman's right uh, to choose. Uh, we know after the U.S. Supreme Court took away the constitutional right to abortion, uh, there were tons of anti-abortion state legislatures um, who rushed literally to implement abortion bans uh, that were previously mm -hmm. unenforceable. Uh, and there are literally, literally, um, you know, abortion is now illegal uh, in 11 states. Um, and that's basically states who ban women, millions of women, and, and, and left them without um, health care or the proper care. And I think Tyron, you you backed into that uh, as well. Uh, so we'll continue uh, to converse on these topics, but I kind of want to move us along. We're going to take a quick break. Um, and again, if you're just joining in, thank you so much uh, for joining us inside the room on this Sunday. Uh, you are in for an amazing treat. Uh, but a lot of information that you will hear is real, it's uncut, uh, but my hope is that it is um, information that you can share with your family, but most importantly, it'll drive you to the polls, all right? So you keep it locked right here on the official FUBU Radio. What's going on, y'all? And welcome back to Inside the Room with Brandon McGee. And on this Sunday, um, we are engaging in a very 
a critical conversation as we um, we move into midterm elections on this Tuesday, uh, less than two days. Uh, and I hope many of you are already registered or have voted early. Um, I know we're pushing people here in the state of Connecticut uh, and we're pushing folks throughout the state to vote early, uh, vote quickly uh, and vote for those who have your interest uh, at best. Um, if you are in need of trying to figure out whether or not you're registered or you need to figure out your polling location, I've shared this website before. Uh, go to um, IWillVote.com uh, and you can type in your state uh, and then it'll ask you one or two other questions and it will pull up your information um, and the rest is, is pretty much self-explanatory. But let's continue this conversation. Uh, here in our town hall inside the room. Again, we have Kenneth McClary, uh, Jamal Whitlow, uh, Jenny Ray Clay, and Tyron Harris, all of different walks of life um, uh, here in Connecticut, there in ten Tennessee, uh, doing big things. Um, but we came off the hills of talking um, about the importance of reproductive freedom, the importance of education, the importance of Black women being centered um, uh, in this particular uh, conversation. Uh, so, but moving right along, if you're on social media, you're on Instagram, Twitter, and y'all heard about Elon Musk, he purchased Twitter, y'all. So Twitter is a new space. Uh, so I'm gonna let that sit there. We don't got time to talk about Twitter today. We will talk about Twitter next week. Maybe Elon Musk will come on to my show and we'll have a conversation and he can fill us in on all of the new features. Did y'all know y'all got to pay for your blue chip now? I said I wasn't going to talk about it, whatever. So, but I do, I do want to talk a little bit about um, Kanye West, um, who I am a huge fan of, if I, I just want to put that out there. Uh, but there, there have been uh, uh, some recent um, activity on social media um, that, quite frankly, has disappointed me in many ways. Um, uh, I still will. I still, still, excuse me, still wear my Yeezys. Uh, I think I purchased some the other day. Uh, <laughs> uh, but on the same token, I do not um, support um, the behavior and and the hatred in some instances. Uh, that's being shared across social media. Um, but we got Jamal Whitlow on here. I call him my 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 uh, hip hop person here. Maybe he can provide a little bit of context as to what's happening with Yay uh, and what I'm calling the Yay effect. Uh, literally losing his billionaire status, all types of partnerships severed, um, and the list goes on. Recently, launched a GoFundMe page to restore his status as um, a billionaire. And I know some folks are listening to us right now and wondering what in the world does this have to do with midterm elections? I'm going to tie it all together. But Jamal, provide some context for us if you can. If not, you know, we got some other yay folk. Yeah. On here. You know, yay is, yay is yay, right? He's such a controversial artist. I think we've we've known him to say radical things you know even when he was on mtv back in the day and was like you know george bush doesn't like black people on, on live television um so we 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 can only expect a radical thing remember things. that i remember right, that. right? jenny that's, you remember that i remember that i feel yeah, like that that's was like why the only that was the only thing that he's ever said that i agree with <laughs> I am not a fan. I am not a fan of Kanye West. I, you I know, think I, he needs, he okay, needs wait, 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 wait. Okay, let me let Jamal finish yep, so yep. we can go around the horn here and everybody else can kind of jump in. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jamal. Well, you know, I, I, I think it's like, um, uh, this is so this is so different. I know I sit on the other side. People are like, man, I hate that guy. No. <laughs> I um, Man, I think you have to take bits and pieces of, of what people say. Like, I think Kanye definitely has made some outlandish comments, uh, some heavily um, heavy accusations. But I think there are some things that are true, right, that I feel like we can't ignore. Kanye, I think it was Pierce Morgan he was on, and he was definitely talking about Black people, like, taking control of their own freedom, right? Being able to make those conscious choices and decisions. 
Um, and I know while we have, while we sit and look at the, the comments that were made and like now he's losing endorsements from Adidas. But what I want us to see is the underlying thing that I think he's also trying to expose is that, you know, when it comes to being black and saying things about black people, like there's a zero tolerance from everybody. Anytime we try to make sure that black people are consciously woke, quote unquote, or, you know, paying attention to what's going on and especially that whole freedom word, right? Freedom, freedom, freedom is a different thing because it is a, when we, all of us are free thinkers on here, right? We are, we are, we are moving in our own direction. Our eyes are open. It is, it is hard to catch us up in the okie doke. And I think Kanye has made that very clear uh, that, you know, again, something taken out of context is that like slavery is a choice, right? Do I think he should have probably elaborated? Absolutely. He should have elaborated very, very well. Uh, he should have elaborated more into that piece, but it is a choice, right? A lot of things that we do are choices, but the choices, the ultimatum wasn't necessarily <laughs> beneficial when you talk about slavery, but I think the, the bigger piece is choice. If I was probably on Kanye's team, man, I'd just be like, yo, you have to really figure out what you're going to say before you get on these shows and articulate your message because it does get lost in his rants. But if any of us has ever had a rant before, you know, you're going off, you say a couple of things in your middle of you. Wait, 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 hold on. We, we're not going to defend him yet. We got the latest out. Uh, who, who else, who else want to weigh in? Look, so this is what, this is what I'll add to it. Like I'm going to speak clearly and concisely, right? Kanye West, in some ways, is voicing a settlement that some aspects of our country, of America, actually believes and support, right? I think we're forgetting that there is a whole coalition of people, right? You think about the Kanye West effect, you think about the Trump effect. There are people, like Trump was whispering, right, to a, uh, a side of America that people truly felt, and he gave them, he amplified their voices. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people believe in the same methodology of how Kanye West processed things and what comes out of his mouth, people believe that and support that, right? And in, so, in some ways, for me, I'm not surprised at some of the statements in his behavior, but I do, I do do recognize when the first time he announced that he wanted to run for president, right? How much he raised a ton of money because there are a lot of people that believe in him, people that you that don't look like you and I, that he's saying what they believe. They believe white lives matter, right? They believe these things that he is saying and they feel like he's amplifying their voices. Well, go, go. I'm sorry. I want to add that, you know, I, I'm a woman of a certain age and I, I, I'm just confused by Kanye. I, he's just got too much going on. He, 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 he's all over the place. He is all over the place. I can't keep up with him. I am exhausted. Every time I see him come on television, every time I hear his voice, I think he needs, he needs help. You know, I, I pray for him. You know, he is, I think in some cases he's exploited. In some cases he exploits himself. And I just, like I said, I'm, I'm not a fan. I've never been a fan. He made the statement about George Bush doesn't like black people, care about black people. I gave him, you know, snaps for that. Um, and he said a couple other things that I, I might give him a little snaps for, but he exhausts me. So I can't really talk anymore about him. Blood on the leaves is hard. I don't know if you listen to the leaves. Blood, uh, on the leaves but blood on the leaves is hard. Wait, wait, go, go. Jump you in. got right. You got you got blood on the leaves, and you got you got Jesus walks, and you got so strong so, so got that's my point. Eight oh eight. There's a you listen to his lyrics. He's been consistent so, with so, his thought process. So Brandon, that's ex that is exactly my point. Stick to rapping. Right. And I think we get so we get so caught up with having our celebrities um, be the voice of mm -hmm. our community and and deal with politics. Unless you are you're spread up on these issues. Right. And things you should you have no business out there. Right. I, I call it I, I coined a phrase as one of my professors uh, when I was an undergrad called me an intellectual chump. And I think Kanye is an intellectual chump. Right. Uh, and he sets our community back so far, right? Using those comments set us back so, so, so far. His comments was just deplorable. The White Lives Matter t-shirt was deplorable. The anti 
uh, Semitic, uh, the, the Semitic comments he made was just deplorable, right? He could use his platform to talk about elevating Stacey Abrams, right, in Tuesday election. He could use his platform to elevate our good brother, Wes Moore. He could use his platform to elevate voting rights, right? He could use his 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 platform to talk about the police and the John Lewis um, bill and the um uh, the 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 police accountability bill that the Senate refused to do. But yet, what did he does? He goes and he goes to a fashion show and stands with Candace Owens and be you, right? For a base of people who don't want to see us, uh, uh, you know, advance as a people, right? They're, you know, they are the same group of people who has spilled hate towards um, the LGBT community. These same people have voted against um, and have had their attorney generals uh, fight student loan debt relief, right? And Kanye is surrounded himself around these people. I love Jesus Walk, right? I love Through the Wire. He just needs to stick to rapping, go seek his mental health, and go sit down until he's ready to read a book and come out and intellectually use his voice to advance our community. But then there's another side of things, right? As far as canceling him and his him losing his endorsement deals, right? I sympathize with him, but you have Brett Farr who's involved in the $77 million uh, welfare fraud. And he has deals with Nike and, and all these other businesses and corporations and nobody has yet to cancel him when but it does comes that mean, to- I'm sorry, but does that not mean that there's truth to what Kanye has to say? Like what we mad about? Because them white folks definitely didn't turn off the sink uh, for Brett Favre, but they turned it off for him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think I think there's about, the, the problem is there is true validity in what he says. Like we'd be a fool to think that the Jewish community doesn't run the hip hop culture. Like it's real, yeah. right? It's, 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 it's real. If, if it was not real, they would not be cutting him off. If he was sitting out there talking about the same nonsense and BS that everybody else is talking about, man, we wouldn't be having this same conversation. If, if that's uh, the case, the right? If, but I don't want to put you off, but if that's the case, right? If that's the case, right? It goes back to my comment of reading, right? And there's plenty of intellectual attorneys out there. There are plenty of, right, the African-Americans and Black folks have made millions, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. We got two three black artists who are on the billionaire Forbes billionaire list, right? Because of their music, right? Take so your money, on, pull on, it together. On, and guess what? You start your own record label and you sign your own artists to give them the opportunities. You don't have to go to these people. But they make the choice to this, sign these deals. Let me bring this around though. Let, let full circle. I, Peter, don't be mad at me. <laughs> as, you, as you all are talking and you bring up very valid points, um, you what comes to mind from my perspective uh, is music has always been a part of our culture. And if you take, if we go back down the halls of the civil rights movement, you know, and how Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had a deep respect for music as an instrument of change. I am not naive by any stretch, but I tend to think when do we get back to a place of allowing our instrument to drive change and motivate people to get to the polls or to, to make change in their community, however you define it? And I just feel there is another level of responsibility anyone has with the amount of money they've amassed, like a Kanye West, uh, power, you know, there is something that they have to do with that. And, and I grapple with that. And it's just hard for me to understand how are we moving down such hate, like we're moving with hate versus hope, you know, and change. Uh, and, and I hate to sound like a little Obama out here, but it's like we're doing more harm to our community than we are helping. But I'm then reminded of what Jamal and Tyron is saying. This man is literally saying some things that people who look like us wish they could say and had the platform to say it. Uh, and so we've got to or figure the guts, out. The guts. Or the guts. Or the guts. To risk or the it guts. All. So I don't necessarily have a particular answer um, to Kanye's um, madness at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. I think Trevor Noah 
in one of the videos that he posted a few weeks ago, or maybe even last week, um, about, you know, he's not angry with the brother or he wasn't, quote unquote, coming at him. Um, it was more so um, I'm here to talk, but I'm also concerned about your mental health. Um, and 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 I, I also don't want to hang it up on mental health because, you know, what we what, what folks say about mental health in the white space sometimes it's always like, oh, is that an excuse for them to do anything? And we just going to hang their 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 mishaps on there's something wrong with them when, in fact, they're very, very clear on their intention and what they're doing. But anyway, um, Kanye West, any last thoughts on that? Because I, I do want to pivot uh, over yeah, to. Brendan. Yeah, Brendan, oh. I, I would like to make a point. You you talked about um, right. You went back into history to the civil rights movement and 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 and, and MLK. Right. The difference between um, Kanye and the artists like John Coltrane and Nina Simone and Charlie mm -hmm. Manigault and Kyle Massey and Archie Sheep. Right. Those folks use their music to elevate the movement. Right. They use the mm -hmm. struggles to elevate. Right. When you think about. Um, uh, I, I think about, cause I was listening to, uh, uh, Nina Simone, um, you know, the other day, uh, and you just think about what they went through, right. And they elevated that during the time in Alabama and goddamn Mississippi and, um, mm -hmm. and the, the freedom suites, right. For Riverdale records. And you just think about all of the things that they've done. They use that opportunity in their music to elevate the culture and to help at Martin Luther King and the movement. Whereas Kanye, I think is setting us back with these comments instead of, you know, get back in the studio and, and create, some music to help talk about the times and the struggles that black and brown people are going through. Um, don't, Perhaps. you know, be rambling know. And, and, and setting us back like he is, man, because we're too intellectual and a lot of us read, just, you know, hire me, Kanye, as your political director, and I'll give you some talking points and how to get your message across, um, brother. So if anybody's listening out there and they have, um, uh, they have a contact to uh, Kanye. Tell him to hire me as his political director, and um, oh, we'll be no. we'll be all right. Yeah. Just make sure I get my uh, my feet. You might as well drop your website, and, and, and <laughs> you might as well. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's do this. Let's do this. I've got to pay a few more bills. We're gonna come back, and we'll have a few more. Um, I have one more question and then we'll, we'll close out for the morning because some folks got to get to church. There is another segment coming on right after me. Uh, but again, if you're just joining, you're joining in uh, on our virtual town hall here as we prepare for the 2022 midterm elections. Um, so y'all go grab some coffee. Keep it locked right here on the official FUBU radio. What's going on, y'all? You are back inside the room, and I'm just going to jump right in. Uh, we came, we just finished wrapping up a conversation, uh, a dialogue uh, on uh, Kanye West and what's happening there. I don't even want to reopen that discussion because I think we will end up taking up the rest of our time together. Um, but I also would like to um, just speak on on the importance of of electing or voting for uh, individuals who are running for um, high office, uh, office like running for governor uh, for a particular state. Um, I, I remember running for for the first time and uh, a little over ten years ago, and I just remember you know thinking. I need to get every black person because then, you know, I, I I got this. As long as I got my people, I'm good. Um, I can only imagine, um, you know, what Stacey Abrams, uh, uh, former uh, state um, representative there in Georgia, you know, running for governor for the second time, what she's thinking in terms of like, wow, we got a lot at stake and I need everybody to help help me win this race. Uh, and, and, and it's tight down there. Um, you know, we can go up and talk about Wes Moore, who may not have, you know, as a contentious, uh, you know, uh, fight there in, in Maryland, but nonetheless, he's got a fight on his hands. Um, but there are so many others uh, that are that are running for governor uh, and who identify as black black folks running. Um, but 
some of you on this call are elected officials and you've run for office. Um, why is it important that we, we have representation at all levels, especially the CEO of a state? Um, uh, really quickly, uh, Ken, I know you, you've mentioned the names of these individuals um, quite, quite frequently, often uh, throughout the entire town hall. Um, talk to us a little bit about the importance of everyone getting out to vote quickly, because I know you'll talk long. Oh, so, so it's it's guys, uh, it's very important. Um, whether you are in, uh, you know, as I said to early in the thing, whether you're in Pennsylvania, uh, where you know hundreds, almost five hundred million dollars has been spent on just the Senate race. Uh, if you're in Georgia with Reverend Warnock, where they're over, you know, uh, $290 million spent, uh, Arizona, Ohio, Wisconsin, Nevada, North Carolina, Florida, New Hampshire, Missouri, right? It is so important um, to vote on Tuesday because as we, as we heard in these discussions, right, abortion is on the ballot, the economy is on the, the ballot, um, resources flowing down to the local and state level is on the ballot, student loan, um, forgiveness is on the ballot. Uh, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act is on the ballot. The uh, George Floyd and Policing Act is on the ballot. Uh, LGBT and uh, abortion rights are on the ballot. Uh, everything is on the ballot, folks. Uh, Supreme Court is on the ballot. Uh, the Republicans are on, on record saying that if there's a vacancy uh, and they have the Senate, um, even though uh, President uh, Biden is in the office, uh, that they will nominate a uh, conservative and um, hold out to the next presidential election. Uh, so folks, it is so important. I know we say that um, every election is consequential, um, but the fabric of what America is about um, is participating in elections. We will not be a democracy and we will not be uh, self-governed uh, if you don't go out and vote. Uh, we have election deniers all across this country on the ballot running for the, our brother Westmore and Maryland is going up against an election denier. And they are trying to set the foundation for Donald Trump to come back, folks. If you don't get out on this Tuesday and vote, um, when things like what Russia is doing happen in America, you can't blame anybody but yourself. Uh, sure. So again, I'm going to leave you um, with this. Uh, go to IWillVote.com. Uh, Put your state in, find out if you're registered to vote, where your polling location is, find your local Democratic Party. If you need a ride to the polls, early balloting and early elections, you can go and vote early in some states. Um, so again, um, please, please, folks, go out and vote. And Brandon, hopefully I was short. Um, no, you ain't um, short. You ain't never short. But everything you <laughs> said was important. I'm passionate but, about this, man. It's very important, brother. No, McKinney. it's good. I, I want to. I just want to toss it around. I want to turn it down to um, Jenny, who you know, in her volunteer time. I don't know how she does it, but she's been able to build such a robust um, chapter here in the state of Connecticut, there in Waterbury, uh, where our amazing Congresswoman Johanna Hayes represents. Um, but talk to us a little bit about like why, why is it important to send folk back to DC or back to the state house, um, who represent us. And before you go, before you, you, you say what you need to say, I just need to make sure I clarify, um, this is this FUBU radio is, is a nonpartisan, uh, organization. Uh, nobody's being paid here to talk about. Uh, any particular party, uh, but all of our views are of our own. Uh, so I uh, just had to put that out there. I don't need nobody saying that FUBU is endorsed by whoever, um, but this is um, all of, of anything that we've said we own. Uh, so Jenny, please. Yeah, so so um, as you said, I'm the president of the Greater Waterbury NAACP. And just, just last night, um, on, I'm sorry, on Wednesday night, we hosted a community conversation. And, you know, we've been meeting people where they are. We've been working with and reaching out to the hardest to reach of our population because every single vote matters. And the one thing that, that I think my branch has been very, very good at is reaching those folks and educating them and talking to them. If it's what I, I listen to my my sec the secretary of our branch the other day, we were having a phone call 
and she was out and about. And she put me on hold for 10 minutes to have a conversation with someone who had passed her on the street about voting and how to get your vote out. And that's what we do. And it is extremely important. I am particularly very nervous about some of the folks that have that are being put up. So my congresswoman, the congress, the current congresswoman from my district is Johanna Hayes. I am very proud of the work that she has done. And I have listened to both candidates. And I am concerned with the other candidate and the, the reasons, you know, why, and the backing and the comments and the support, you know, uh, uh, would vote against, you know, and I'm not going to try to, you know, like I said, I'm not going to try to say what, you know, what the record is, but I will say that I am very proud of the work that she's done. We need to send her back to continue this work. This is not the time for us to make a switch and for people to start thinking, well, let's see, you know, what happens. These are two Black candidates running against each other. And I think that that hit was done strategically, you know, but she's doing a marvelous job. I just want to say, folks, get out there, get yourself involved, grab somebody, take them to the polls, answer a question, be available, be available on that day. I plan to be available on election day and I plan to be wherever I am needed. And so please folks, our lives, our very lives depend on this. Women's bodies depend on this. Our right mm. to vote, our right to live freely in this country depends on this election and every election. But this election, you know, and, and as, the, as the, uh, the gentleman said, they're prepping Donald Trump to come back. So let's not be fools. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else before we before we close out and sort of do our last round robin here before we uh, send folks on their way? And again, we're talking about the importance of. Yeah, I think what I'll, yeah, what I'll add to the conversation is I think no matter um, who you are, it's, you know, for me, there's like five key components that, you know, kind of touches every all walks of life. Right. We think about expanding affordable care to raising federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. You think about all the incentives that the Biden administration is trying to do for around free college programs, our criminal justice system reform. And for me, something that I'm very passionate about, you know, reducing the effects of climate change, right? So if you, you know, if your fight is for climate change, that is on the ballot. If your fight is for higher affordable wages, that fight is on a ballot when it comes to federal federal wages. When you're on a fight for criminal justice reform, that is on the ballot. If you're on a fight about expanding Obamacare, you know, right? Like Obama said, you're right, I do care. That's on the ballot, right? <laughs> so I think that, you know, no matter who you are and what you believe in, it's something in your state nationally and locally also mm -hmm. that's on the ballot that's going to affect how you interact come, you know, November 9th on next Wednesday. Your whole, all our lives can be changed on next Wednesday. Mm. You know, I, I, I thank you, Ty and, and, and Jenny for, for your thoughts on this. Um, I also think about, and maybe I'm, I'm going to get the generations mixed up, but uh, millennials and Gen Z um, and like their new way of, or rather how they consume information um, and meeting them where they are. And, and Jenny, you, you talked about that and that is so important. Um, those young people who are listening now, newly registered voters, um, your voice matters, your voice matters. And we need you to step up, step out, use your social media platform, um, uh, to encourage others to vote. So really quickly, let, I, I want to go around the horn. If y'all can just give some final thoughts, um, before we do that, I like to end off on a really fun high note, sort of, because we we kind of we we went there. Um, I, you don't have time to think. I'm going to ask four very quick questions. You just got to you got to jump in and you got to say it. OK, you can't think about this, Ken. You got to just say it right. So unmute. All right. So, y'all, we can jump in and and then we'll end off with final thoughts. Um, the first question, what's your favorite color? Tyron. Navy blue. Jenny. Purple. Jamal. Brown. 
Ken. Black and no gold. Oh Lord. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, on your bucket list. Doesn't matter what it is. Tell me what it is. Take a cruise. Mm. Jamal. You're thinking too long. Ken. Visit every national park. Okay. Ty. Uh, go to Antarctica and or Mars. <laughs> Jamal, do you have one? It's okay. The baby, we we love babies. Go ahead. You got one? What's on your bucket list? Um, to drive across country. I just I, I like driving. Okay. Question number three. If you had a magic wand, okay, what would you do with your wand? Tyron. Thinking too long. Jenny. Oh my God. Uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny. I would make people more respectful. Mm, Jamal. I'd go ahead and change the I'd I'd heal the hood with with, with Alakazam. Okay. Ken. Um, I'll make myself a billionaire so that I could be a a, 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 a philanthropist. Okay. Ty, we'll get we'll give you another shot. What was the remind me of the question? If you had a magic wand, what would you do with it? If I had a magic wand, I think I would. No, go you, you, you're supposed to just jump in. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, go back in time and have a conversation with Jesus. Oh, okay. Last question. Last question, and this this is where I will allow you all to think just a little. Okay, and I'll start with Kenneth. What would you tell your 18-year-old self? Trust the process. Mm. Jenny. Got this. Mm. Tehran. Be resilient about it. Jamal. Be fearless. Mm. So in saying that, um, I am so delighted um, to have had this opportunity to sit here and literally just unpack um, many issues, not all of them, um, but also encourage our people to vote, all people to get out and vote on November 8th. Polls open at 6 a.m. across the country and they close at 8. Uh, and I am just so honored uh, to have the opportunity again to be with you, for you to share your time away from your family. Um, and please, 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 y'all keep up the great work and uh, what you're doing. Lastly, um, if you need more information as to whether or not you are registered to vote or your polling location, it's been shared multiple times to, uh, this morning, uh, but be sure to go to I Will Vote dot com. Okay. Uh, I will vote.com. And as always, as always, I want you to follow me on Instagram. All right. Underscore B L M J underscore. Uh, or you can follow me on, I ain't going to say Twitter, uh, 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 but we're going to keep, we're going to keep moving. Um, but y'all know, I say this weekly, I want you all to do something special for yourself. Number one, make sure you get out the vote, but Number two, write out a to-do list. And your to-do list might be to wash your clothes, take a nap, take yourself to a massage, do something that will better you. You can do it. It's okay. Uh, but most importantly, y'all know, my good friend always says, keep hope alive. All right? And I love y'all. Peace. Peace.